views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody, I want to welcome you. I want to welcome you to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. Um, Thank you guys so much for tuning us in, turning us on, and I want to thank you all for all the amazing ways that you connect with us. I mean, this is really an um, just incredible time to really take a look at our lives and figure out what is it about our lives that we absolutely love where are we today where do we want to go and how do we get there and that's why i'm just super excited about today's show finding the space of you in every relationship i'm going to say that again finding the space of you In every relationship, joining us tonight, relationship expert Susan Lazar Hart. We're going to talk about what that means. What is the space of you? You know, what if with each breath we were able to move closer to something far greater than we have ever been willing to be before or do before? Well, we've got a lot to talk with Susan about. Uh, we're also going to share some information about upcoming event that she is part of. Uh, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about how you might connect with uh, Susan directly and work with her directly about what her schedule is, her events, and much more. Um, this is a show for those of you that 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 might not know about Susan's work. You know, this is about looking at life and saying yes to a path. That is about helping others understand what we call relationships, many, many different faces of relationship. As a matter of fact, she could probably write a book, you know, called The Fifty Shades of Relationships. Um, But this is about coaching. It's about counseling. You know, Susan is an access consciousness facilitator, motivational speaker on transformational living. You know, someone that is sought out all over the world by people that want to change their point of view, their worlds, their life, what they set into motion and understand what it all means. She hosts a monthly telecall and you'll hear about that as well tonight. But in the end, it is about helping others understand that they can have the most exquisite life possible. Susan, thank you for joining us today. Welcome to the show. I love this topic, huh? Yeah, it's something that I've been investigating lately. It's really, um, we have this point of view about relationships. 
Um, you know, we've talked about that many times, the idea that somebody else is there to complete us, somebody else is there to support us or provide for us. And I started asking some questions about where does that actually, where are we in all of that? Like how many of us have kind of given away the space of us in order to create something for somebody else? And what does that look like if you actually asked every morning? What energy, space, and consciousness can I be to be the space of who I truly be? Hmm. Yeah. Because so, it's all about being that space of that. When we talk about the space of us, you know, there are a lot of a lot of images that come to mind, right? And, you know, let's talk about that. You know, when I just ask the question or when we say the when we talk about the topic, right, finding the space of you. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't think there's a single person out there listening to the show that doesn't have a sense of what we're talking about. I really don't. I yeah. mean, you know, we're, we're all, how many times have we heard uh, people say, you know what, I need a little space. I need a little space. But we don't say it like I need the space of me. Yeah. But we, we use that term as a way to just escape from somebody. I need some space. And who are we escaping from? But well, we know the answer to that now, don't we? <laughs> you know, what did my mother used to say? My mother used to say, my, my stepmom was so full of these things. My, my stepmom used to say, honey, you can run, but you cannot hide, and you cannot hide from yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Took me a long time to figure that out. <laughs> but what does that mean? What does that mean when we, when we talk about the space of you? What is the space of me, Susan? Well, the space of you is infinite. And we often contract. You know when you kind of have a problem or things aren't working well or you can't kind of find the answer you're looking for, instead of people asking a question, instead of being the space of you, we actually contract into kind of this little tiny finite thing that isn't us, that we buy as us, that we're convinced as us, that we're told as us. Um, rather than being the space, of you, we're really molecules of possibilities. That's all we are. And we're all connected. And that's part of being the space of you is the awareness that you're not alone, that everything is here to contribute to you. And the space of you is just infinite. And the willingness for you to expand out instead of contract into what's going on for you, be the space of you. Mm. What is what would you say is one of the misconceptions we have uh, around that term, around being the space of us? You know, what what are some of the myths that um, that actually become truths for a lot of people? Well, how many people are told you're too spacey? <laughs> oh my God! Did you have to bring that up about me? Do you know? Do you know? Okay, great. Do you know that in my corporate performance reviews, right? Like, you know, when they write performance reviews about you, when I was in the corporate job, I cannot tell you how many times I got listed as a great performer, but a little bit out there, a little bit spacey, right? So talk about mixed messages, right? Now I look at that and I think, oh, I think that must have been a compliment. (laughs) Because you're aware. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Or told that you're a space cadet. Oh, yeah. Oh, please. And you know what? I can hear Linda now. She's listening to this show. She's been my friend for a long time. I could hear her now saying, absolutely. 
absolutely. This is her. What, what's up with that? Well, so Truth, did you have a capacity to go beyond what wasn't working into the possibilities of what could work? Oh, my God. Are you kidding? I initiated a corporate ideas program in a company yeah. that didn't believe that ideas should have been something that people were rewarded for because they were scientists and it was their job. Yeah. And that's the, being the space of who you truly be. It's the space <laughs> of wonder. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> I love this. You know, let's talk for a minute about how understanding this, or maybe we don't need to understand it, but how this can contribute to relationships, not just relationships we have with other people, but the relationships we'd have with ourselves. Yeah. Because, you know, now I can sit here and laugh about this, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know if that was the case all my life, although I think I did know that I was a space cadet. I just didn't know that it was okay to be a space cadet. Yeah. Well, how much more awareness do you have if you're willing to be the space of you? How much more vulnerability do you have if you're willing Mm. to be the space of you? You don't have those barriers up. So Mm. being the space of you and finding the space of you is actually the willingness to be intimate with yourself, to Mm. trust yourself, to know that you know. Um, How many of us just stared out those windows at school? (laughs) Oh. We knew there was something more. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, I can't tell you how often I had to go to, what do they call it now, detention, right? Principal's office. For not paying attention. Yeah. You know, it's like, you don't pay attention, you go to detention. And I have to tell you, I love detention. Do you know why I love detention? Because you got to face out. (laughs) You know why I love detention, right? Yeah. That is a place where you get rewarded for being a space cadet. That's right. <laughs> One of my kids was so bright, he figured out the, the the lesson plan ahead of the teacher, and she'd get so frustrated, she'd send him into the the locker room. In those days, you had little you know boot and coat rooms off the school, the classroom, and so he would go into his pocket, take out his magic Mario. In those days, and he'd play on his little tiny computer for the rest of the class, and he figured out how he could have that computer time, but if he just annoyed her by knowing everything that she was going to say for the next lesson plan. You know, part of being the space of you is the willingness to manipulate other people to get what you want. Hmm. So what do you think it is about being the space of you that makes it easy for some people to step into and understand? You know, people like your, you know, your, your son, right? But what part of being the space of us, right, it seems so extraordinarily difficult? What is the resistance around it? Um, And I think this is an important question because I resisted it for years. Um, This this reality is based on answers. It's based on fixed points of view. It's based on um, shame and regret and punishment. It's not based on being the greatness of you. So being the space of you is the willingness to actually acknowledge, huh, okay, so what else is possible here that I haven't thought of? rather than, oh, damn, I did it wrong. Being the space of you is the willingness to step into the question and say, well, what's another possibility here, rather than this isn't going to work? 
So the, this reality rewards mm. you having an answer and knowing what's wrong rather than if you're truly the space of you, you're actually willing to receive information from everything mm. in a totally different way. And yeah. it's the willingness to be that different. Yeah. That creates yeah. the space. Yeah. I I just I have to tell you this is such an important conversation and and I think it's really important for folks listening to the show. I I just had a an hour call with someone and um it was fascinating because I remember saying to myself I don't remember the exact words Susan but I remember saying something like you know I'm I'm going to have this call with an open heart. And I remember, you know, not saying it out loud or making some big proclamation about it, but I remember the feeling of that, right? It's not like I even said the words. It was just like that's that's the place I was showing up from. And I wasn't really sure why I was even having this call except to find out how this person was. It was one of the most amazing connections that... I've made in a really long time and being able to hear exactly what was going on with someone. And as a result of that, and I would love for you to talk to this as a result of that call, what we found out was how we can be beneficial to each other, how I was going to help her during her healing. And lo and behold, she is a coach that helps people write their first book, which is me. Wow. I, I, and, you know, some. I was trying to explain this, and maybe we could use this as an example to talk about the space of you. And, you know, when people ask you things, I, I used to make stories up. I used to come up with a story that they could get. And I didn't do it this time. And I had two of my folks in the other room, and they were they were hearing the, the conversation. Both of us have boxing gloves, and so I went and I got my boxing gloves, and we compared boxing gloves and the story about how I got the boxing gloves, what the boxing gloves meant to her today. And out of this, a call that was supposed to be about some business question ended up with two people that probably could have talked for another two hours, very excited about a direction that we're going, and yet neither one of us has fully defined it. Is that how it works? And how do we get more of it? Because I love feeling like this. Well, did you, were your barriers down? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And you said something really, really important, and the word was contribution. Mm. And... You know, can you imagine if you walked into every, if everyone walked into everything asking, what contribution can I be here? Mm-hmm. That's being the space of all of you with all the warts, all the fabulous, everything, with no barriers up. What contribution can I be here? Mm. With no expectation. Mm. And would that actually create a totally different world? It, it, I, I'll tell you, it did create a totally different world for me yeah. in, in that moment. And, um, and, and it's funny because I knew we were going to talk about this topic, right? And actually, Susan, I think I have to give you a little credit for this. Okay. Because <laughs> let me, and let me do it and, and see if this makes sense to you. I prepare for my shows mm-hmm. and so does my team. 
that's why they bug people about what's the topic. So I take a look and I, I get myself knowledgeable, conscious, and open for the conversation. So I did that before this call, right? Mm-hmm. And I know that what I read and what I was getting ready to talk with you about had an enormous influence on how I showed up for that call. Now, that is something that I think I, I just got the aha moment about that mm-hmm. because I'm thinking to myself, why would why would that happen? Well, you know what I'm fascinated by? How absolutely easy it was. Yeah. Yeah. It's much more difficult for people to put the berries up, put the dupes up, um, and look for everywhere that somebody is going to attack them or get them or look for the places they have to defend themselves with, rather than simply saying, huh, okay, wonder what, I wonder what contribution I can be here today. Mm. I wonder what contribution this call will be today. Mm. Rather than, I hope I do it right, or what can I get out of it? Right. I want oh. it to go this way. Oh, because it's always, as you've just proven, it's always going to turn out totally different than anything you've ever thought or expected. Mm-hmm. And that's the contribution of who you be and the space of being space. I mean, that total space of total allowance. Mm. You know, one of the things that I wanted to talk with you about is something you just said. And, you know, that is this idea of I need to get something out of it. I want to. Can we talk about that for a minute? Absolutely. Um, because I think that I've had several conversations in the past couple of days with folks that, you know, that I've interacted with. And and it, it, the, I have to tell you, the call felt really icky for me. Mm-hmm. And it was it was all about what could they get out of it? I mean, it was the constant question. It, you know, it wasn't, okay, what can we create? And I remember thinking as I hung up on, um, and by the way, I got an email from somebody that was all about that. And I thought to myself, okay, I, I want to create something different here. You know, how do I go about that? And what I was really struck by is how quickly we go to our oldness, Right that old part of reacting and behaving. And I was really amazed at, after reading what we were going to talk about tonight, how easy it was to forget all that and show up with an open slate, an open canvas. I have to tell you, it is an amazing feeling. Well, one of the things, the interesting things about that open canvas is when we go in with a canvas we've already decided what it has to look like, what it has to feel like, what something has to taste like, what the reactions are going to be, we're not actually creating anything for the future. We're going back and back and back to what we've already decided it has to look like. If you have an expectation or a decision of what something has to look like, then you're going to match it rather than creating something totally different and being in total loving allowance of something different to show up. And that's mm-hmm. where being the space of you creates that. I mean, how many times have you met someone and they're just the total space of loving allowance? And you just, all your barriers drop and yep. you become more of you. And what a contribution that is. Mm. How and did you learn this for yourself, Susan? It's an ongoing process. Mm. Everywhere I, I everywhere, I'm, I'm, I love to play 
games. So the game I'm playing this week is everywhere I've caught myself in, in a distraction. Yeah. Anger, rage, fury, hate, judgment, shame, regret. You know, anything that distracts me from creating and generating something orgasmic and juicy. Yeah. I, I just stop and I'm like, wow, where are you in this? That's like, where are you here? Oh, are you, you know, oh, is this a distractor I'm holding on to? And it doesn't mean that I'm necessarily going to let it go, but I'm in the question of letting it go. And I don't have any judgment about me how long it takes. The awareness is, oh, this, this isn't mine. None of it's mine. Okay, cool. So what would it take for me to be the space of me right now and expand out? Hmm. I love what you said, because here's what I love about this, and I want to go back to this, because I want to play this game, too. I like this. This Mm -hmm. is a good game, because it is all about relationships. And for those of you that don't don't think it is, you know, think a minute last time that you were distracted by some of the things that Susan just talked about, because I I was right there with you. I could tell you, anger is a distraction. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, uh, let's talk about... A scarcity mentality for a moment. You know, it's Absolutely. interesting. You know, I was talking with someone and, 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 and they were talking about their relationship, right? Right. And they were saying, oh, I, 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 I've got to leave the relationship. And, and, and they went on to talk about it. And I was kind of half listening. But one of the things I grabbed onto was, yeah, uh, I just don't think this guy is ever going to make enough money. He's never going to make enough money. And I'm just all of my life savings. It's just going to go down the toilet. And I just was really, I was really struck by how this idea of relationship and distractions gets in the way of, of actually finding a divine solution for things. And it's so easy for people to chime in the conversation, you know, and be like, oh, my God, get rid of that loser, right? <laughs> I'm not saying that you should or you shouldn't get rid of the loser, but that's where the conversation goes. And now you have a group of people distracted about a boyfriend that none of them even know. Well, and <laughs> well, it's interesting. I was listening. I can't remember who it was. Uh, it's a, it, uh, she's a scientist, and I can't remember the book she wrote, but it was interesting for me today that she talks about you know what we we're all aware of is that we're molecules and we're 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 entangled and we're quantum entanglements are you know just receiving from everything and how they talk she talked about um a, an overweight man in a restaurant who started to eat really quickly and before you know it they noticed everybody around him was eating really quickly and how we instead of asking a question exactly like you're, what you're talking about we just keep repeating and mimicking the behavior until we're not even present anymore. Mm. So, so that, again, going back to the space of you, where, which I love the question, where am I in that? Where am I in this? Yeah. And, you know, when I'm working with people, that's the biggest question I'll ask them is, where are you in all of this? Mm-hmm. Where are you? And they're like, oh, I'm not. And so what would that look like if you actually were you and you were the space of you? What could you create? What could you generate? And everything that's holding you back from that, let it go. Because mm. chances are it's not yours to begin with. Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, let me ask you a question about the addiction of this, Mm -hmm. you know, and and I want to talk about that for a minute because we are talking about relationships. I just want to tell folks that are just tuning in uh, to the show, uh, you're going to hear a lot more about, you know, what does it mean to find the space of you? We're going to give you a lot of information about an upcoming event um, and, you know, what Susan is all is all about. Today's show is finding the space of you in every relationship. Uh, Susan Lazarhart, the relationship expert, joining us here today. You know, I mentioned the word addiction, and, you know, let's talk about that. You know, the addiction to what? The drama? the chaos and 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 it was fascinating for me to kind of think about what happened to me today uh for a moment but i didn't think about it a lot i will tell you that i was so i had such a feeling of peace that i went into the other room and i talked to the my you know two of my my team members in there about what just happened and how beautiful it was and I started to cry about it because I was crying with this person on the phone. And it's the kind of sensation that I want to have in my life all the time. Not that I'm not going to be distracted because I'm a human being. But I know I don't like distraction. But I think we can get, to, I think we can get addicted to distraction. What do you think about that? I think actually the primary addiction is addiction to the wrongness of you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's and then from there we buy into all the distractions, the drama and the trauma. That you know, anywhere you can find some place that you have to fix yourself. I mean, how many of us are addicted to fixing? Mm-hmm. I'll I'll be okay if I lose these ten pounds. I'll I'll just be fine if I figure this out. I've got to figure this out. I'm just looking for this answer. I, I I'll figure it out. I, I I I as long as I get another job, then I'll be able to make the kind of money I'm I want to make. It's all oh. about a problem. It's all about addicted to the wrongness of you. So what if you got up every morning and said, okay, so what's right about me? I didn't get today. Mm. What's right mm. about me? And just write it down. You know, mm. write one thing down every day. Just a little, keep a little notebook right by your bed. Mm-hmm. One thing that's right about me today, and acknowledge that. And you know, it could be just that you walked around and re- you were breathing. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then you have a resource book. So when you can't figure out what's right about you, you can pick up the resource book. And you're like, oh yeah, I remember I did that. Oh yeah, oh cool. And you you can just expand out into the space of who who you be and what you be and how you be without any wrongness there. Mm. I mean, how many of us were told as little children what was wrong about it? My mom used to say, I'm the only one that will tell you, that loves you enough to tell you what's wrong about you. Oh, my God, I know. What do you, what do, you do with that? that <laughs> oh, no, I'm just like, woo! Yeah. I mean... So, uh, yeah. And, wow. And that, yeah. And so how how many of us were brought up that true love, lo- a loving parent was the one that pointed out everything that was wrong? Or to really love someone, it was to fix yourself to match their fantasy of what you should be like. Mm. Again, where are you in there? Are, are, is there any space for you to breathe in there? Not so much. 
No, not so much. And as a matter of fact, there, I, I think what happens is, you know, you take a thought like that or a comment like that. Um, and I think we all have had it. I think our parents, our bosses, well, whoever they are, you know, there, there have been conversations about what they thought we were or weren't. I pointed out to you earlier, you know, being part of a performance management system in corporate America. I mean, mm. you want to talk about not having the, finding the space of you. You don't even think you're a you. You know, because after a while, you are someone's perception of what you're supposed to be, which is not anything that you'll ever achieve. Because after you get to where they want you to be, they change the game. (laughs) I I, I mean, does that make you a little crazy? Yeah. But in the world we live in, we don't have to, if I'm hearing you right, we don't have to be somebody else's perception of the world. And that's what finding the space of, of, of you is all about, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's the willingness to actually be as different as you truly be and the mm-hmm. space of different. So that not better, but greater. So that mm-hmm. you're willing to step into the greatness of you and then the other stuff isn't, doesn't even touch you. Because mm-hmm. there's just more of you showing up. And that wonderment of, like this morning I got up, I had a, actually, it was great. I had this uh, telecall that I did in Australia at 5 this morning, which is mm-hmm. there at 7 p.m. I love my life. I do. I really do. It's so much fun. <laughs> and I thought, oh, I think, oh, Bonnie, what would you like? Oh, some lemon and hot water. And I just cut the lemon, and I stopped everything that was going on, and I just smelt the lemon. Mm-hmm. And that was the gift I gave myself this morning. It was mm. like, stop. Where are you in all this? Oh. Would you like to just stop and smell this and just the deliciousness of that fresh-cut lemon? Um, those are the gifts that we be. That's the willingness to be the space of everything and include everything in the kingdom of we, mm. which is a, a much bigger space to play in when you're playing in the kingdom of we rather than the kingdom of I. Mm. You know, it's interesting. There is a, uh, you know, there is a... Um I'm not going to get this right, but uh, there I know I'm not because I don't I, I don't really quote scripture. Uh, it, I, you know that's not something I do. But there are some things that I've picked up on my journey along the way that have stayed with me, mm. and one of them is the power of when two or more are gathered. Mm. And and you know I'm coming to learn and appreciate that more, but not from the point of view that our society would like us to believe it. Right. But from this space that you're talking about, because I actually do believe, quote, in biblical sense, that when that phrase was brought to the surface, it was about each person coming together as the space of themselves. It wasn't about coming together where I'm better than you or I will win and you will lose. And. And I, I really do believe in that energy. And that's what I actually got to experience today. And I know you get to experience this quite often because this is the life you live. Mm-hmm. I think we are really hungry to learn this. And I want to take a minute, if you could, and talk about what is coming up on June 11th, what it is that people can you know, learn about and be part of so that they can truly experience what you and I are talking about today. Um, quest- 
I, you know what? There's so much coming up for me. One is the questions and consciousness. Yes. The monthly telecall that I, that I have. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we're actually going to be going into, there's people from all over the world on this telecall. It's, it's mm. been going on for about four years now. And generally there's only about five or six people that come to the table at each time. So it's really a wonderful way for them to ask personal questions and get their questions answered, even though the call is going out to Australia, Italy, Ireland, all over the world, mm-hmm. the people who come in. Um, and they, the contribution is amazing. And every month we have a theme, and this month it's um, finding the space of you. Mm-hmm. And where are you in all of this? And one of the things that I find so interesting about this telecall is it's like a family. Um, as it's been going on for four years, it, it really is, you get the sense of it, it's just, it's a communion of people, like-minded people asking questions about what's going on for them in a very nurturing environment in which they feel fully trusted and honored. And uh, I'm so grateful for everyone that shows up. I can't tell you, it's totally changed my life as well. And at the end of the call, you get a download of the call. I record all the clearings, and then you get the clearings, the written clearings as well. Because, you know, with these clearings, it's about going to the energy of what isn't working for you and clearing them, asking questions, just kind of like what we've been playing with today, about what, how can we clear this? What energy, space, and consciousness can I be that would create a totally different reality? Um, just like that. Oh, I love it. And, yeah. you know, let's make sure that folks know to the, the website I'd like to give it out is www.questionsinconsciousness.net. That's the website I have here. Um, go check it out. The other thing that I want to say to folks is please go to Susan's website, which is rightrelationship.com, I believe. Uh, rightrelationshipforyou.com. Rightrelationshipforyou.com. Um, and sign up for the newsletter. Sign up for the tips. And sign up, uh, you know, so that... I, I mean, I'm just sharing with people what happened in my preparing for today's show with you and the call that happened before this show and 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 how I was changed simply by thinking about the conversation. Now, I wonder what would happen if I actually had some skills here. (laughs) (laughs) So let's talk about some skills. Let's talk about what some of the questions might be. Right. That folks can ask themselves so that they can find, you know, this place, uh, this breadth, this depth, this space for being being themselves, because the questions are really super important. Well, one of the you know, thank you so much for that, Dr. Pat. One of the questions that actually I was working with a client with today is what are you holding on to that you value to such a degree that you're not actually willing to truly be you. Because, mm. hmm. you know, we, we all have these things we bump up against, and it's the willingness not to hold on to them, but to let them go. So that mm. might be one of the questions. You know, what's, what's, what, what are you defending? Yeah. Yeah. Let's with, talk about that. What are you mm-hmm. defending? Great question. Great well, question. We often uh, defend yeah. for something or defend against it. Right. It does. So, yeah, I love that. It, it could be for or against. It doesn't matter. It's still defense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. And when something isn't working for me, I'll say, okay, so what am I defending here? What's the value of holding on to this? And one great one is, what am I defending with the rightness that I'm choosing? 
So how often do we decide we're wrong and we have to prove ourselves right? Mm. And mm. everything that brings up, let it go. Mm. Yeah. And we often use tools from the acts of consciousness, lovely bag of tricks. So we use the acts of consciousness, clearing statements, everything that that is on create and destroy that, good and bad, right and wrong, pot and pock, all nine, shorts, boys and beyond. We have a big toolbox, and that's, that just brings up the energy and just lets it all go from everywhere you've decided something's right or wrong or good or bad. Um, yeah, big toolbox we play from. You know, one of the things I love is that we get to talk about having a toolbox because, you know, I, 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 first of all, I never thought that I would be here, A, talking with you about life-changing elements that people can incorporate into their lives. I mean, I never thought in a million years in my life as I sat behind a desk that I'd be here doing what I love, mm-hmm. um, doing what helps people. And, you know, one of the things that you just shared is a clearing statement. And I want to, mm-hmm. can we talk about this for a minute? Absolutely. Okay. It's, yeah, Gary Douglas is uh, is actually, you know, an amazing mentor and the founder of Access Consciousness. And uh, it's through these tools that actually introduced me to a totally different way of being with um Asking the energy to shift and change. Now we all, you know, we all have different ways of asking the energy to shift and change. And this, you know, what's right about me, I'm not getting. Mm. And then, so you just bring up the energy of whatever it is that you're holding on to, and you run the clearing statement. And the clearing statement is it really has to do with kind of, you know, you have a deck of cards, and they're all you know, hinged upon each other, upon each other, upon each other. If you just take out the bottom one, everything just collapses. Yeah. Well, the clearing statement does that. It's like somebody called it the giant, the giant vacuum cleaner. <laughs> it, just, it just goes to every place where you've decided that something is right, because that's a judgment, or something is wrong, again, a judgment, something's good or bad, and all the nine different layers of energetic connections of what's right about this, what's wrong about this, um, everything I've made significant about this that I'm holding on to, it's kind of short speak and good and bad, right and wrong, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. Pot and pock is the point of destruction in which we actually destroy ourselves with what we've just taken a point of view about that we've right. created with. Mm-hmm. So let's say your point of view is I'm never going to have any money. Right. Thank you. There you yeah. go. <laughs> Right? There you go. It, it well, that's right. Or, or I'm yeah. never going to. Another way to say it is, I'm never going to be rich. Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of. Th- you, right, what you're saying is, we have a gazillion points of view about money and a relationship with money, and Absolutely. most of the time, it's not abundant. Yeah. Well, it's not that it's not abundant. Mm. It's we're not willing to ask the question. Mm. What would it take to actually step into abundance? Oh, great, great question. Yeah. Ooh, that was cool. <laughs> there was good. a lot of energy on that one. I that like was that. a lot of energy on that one. That yeah. was a lot of energy on that one. Yeah. Can I? Let's. Can we just take this? Let's just walk yeah. through this. I, I'll do the experiment. Okay. <laughs> Is that good? Yeah. Um, because I felt the energy around that. Yeah. You know, yeah. right here, and I don't even know what that's about. But let's take that question and how it works for people, because I've had three conversations with people today um, that were really about money. And, you know, honestly, I don't think about it too much. But after these three conversations, I started to have a little, you know, like icky about it. So let's walk me through this. 
Okay, Let's I may ask. Yeah, yeah was, is it yours to begin with? I don't think this one is mine to begin with, but I started to think it was mine to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> do you, Do you have a capacity to go into other people's heads? Absolutely. Okay. Would you like to st- step away from the heads? <laughs> Absolutely. I do. You know, this is so funny because I was sharing with with uh, th- these two team members today what happened to me. Um, so I don't usually have television on, right? But I do listen to background music, you know, one of these, what do you call it, soundscapey things mm-hmm. when I work. I've always done that, right? Somehow the channel got changed. To this day, I don't know what happened yesterday. I, I didn't change the channel. Wow. But, you know, this happens with my Comcast sometimes. But it changed it to some, like, news channel. Like, I don't even know what they are. I, you, know what, you know what I'm saying? Those, those channels that just do news all day long, right? Mm-hmm. But I didn't have the mind to turn it back because I was on several calls. What do you think happened to me today on air? Here's I don't what happened, Doctor Pat. What happened I to you? I never talk about politics on air. I just—it's not something I've elected to do. I've not elected to have my show be about politics. But I was talking with Joe Dispenza, and I read his bio, and he graduated from Rutgers, and I'm from New Jersey. And so, believe it or not, I ended up quoting something that happened on the news with the governor of New Jersey. And then I said, I have no idea where that came from. So to answer your question, yeah, I I do pick up things. Yeah. So that's where you might ask the question, who does that belong to? Yeah, right. Okay. You know, one of the fundamentals of of, it goes right back to the Bible, the truth will set you free. If it's light, it's right. If it's light, if you have the awareness of a lightness, then it's true. It's true for you. Mm-hmm. So if you start to contract, as you say, feel icky, you might ask a question, huh, is this light or heavy? Oh, it's heavy. Okay, so yeah. who does that belong to? Because 98% of everything we think, we feel, and our emotions, then are, they're not ours to begin with. Mm. We have this amazing capacity to pick up other people's thoughts, feelings, and emotions, judgments, anger, rage, fury, all of those distractions. And then we, they feel so real, we buy them as art. Yeah. My, um, the other day, I guess it was right at 7 in the morning, and Ricky came up to me and goes, what's wrong? And I'm like, I don't know. I just don't mm. know. And I okay, I don't have a point of view. I can let myself be in that space. Well, my daughter was in contractions giving birth in, in, a, in a different city in Canada at the exact same time. So we have this capacity to pick up everything that's going on all around the world. We don't ask, who does that belong to? We don't, no. It it feels so real. But again, if it's contraction, if it's heavy, it's not yours. So Mm -hmm. ask a question. What else is possible here that I haven't even been aware of? And I loved it when I found out she gave birth at 7.30 that morning. Oh, wow. And uh, in in the bathtub. (laughs) Wow. And, And I was like, oh, that's what was going on for me in my universe. All of a sudden, I was filled with concern. And I didn't know for who or for what. Mm. But, but it was just that. And that's being the space of us. There's no judgment. There's like, oh, okay, what, what is this? Huh, all right, I can't put my finger on it. Okay, cool, all right, let's just expand out be, and be more space. That's it. Don't have to name it. Don't have to figure it out. 
we can ask some questions. Yeah. And I love that because it is very, very freeing. And, you know, I will say that um, I find myself um, really asking the question, does this feel heavy or does it feel light? I think it's one of the most incredible tools that I've learned. Yeah. In my life, yeah, uh, and and you know, once when I first heard it, uh, I I can't remember what show it was, but I'm glad you're bringing it up again because mm-hmm. I think it's a very very significant place to go, especially when we're about relationships. Um, and I I want to talk a little bit about that because um, first of all, we are in relationship all the time. Yeah, I don't think we get that, right? I don't know. You've probably heard it more than me. People say, oh, no, I'm not in a relationship, right? Have you heard that? Well, yeah. What I, what I find interesting about this is somewhere we've bought into that we're separate from the trees, from the earth, from the planet, from the food, from the clothing, from everything. And we, we're in relationship not just with each other but with every molecule on the planet. And, and it's, we've forgotten that. We've forgotten about the, the contribution of all of that. So we decide we're in relationship or we're not in relationship. You're 100% right, Dr. Pat. You are correct. We are in relationship with everything all the time. And that's the kingdom of we. And yet we, we're the only species that actually walks on this earth thinking that we're not connected, that we have to work at being connected, that we're not in relationship. And we are totally in relationship. Yeah, I mean, and and this is really, uh, Susan, this is such an important conversation because, you know, it, it's so wonderful that I get to have this conversation with you and we get to share it with so many people because you are able to put this in a way that folks, you know, get the experience that I shared, get that they too can have it. And I think that's why I love I love these these shows that we do together because I'm kind of like you. I don't know why my mission on this planet is to help people live the lives that they truly want to live. I don't even ask that question anymore. But it's when I come across someone like you and what you're able to show people and help them and how they're able to be in this world, that's where the true gift is. Because somebody's life is being touched right now with an invitation to step into that place, which we're calling the space of you. Exactly. Yeah. And you see, you see it in wonderment on little children. Mm, no kidding, right? Oh, you know, you put them down in a park and within two seconds they're like a puppy dog. They run to the end of that space. They're over here. They're picking up the grass. They're rolling on this. They're having a, you know, something to eat. They're, they're just, they're, they're, they have no boundary. They're, they're willing to receive from everything and be all of that space. And then all they have to do is look up at you and giggle. And you're, you know, you're no longer contracted either. Your space is wide open. Let's talk about this uh, in, in, first of all, you know, Susan Lazar Hart is joining me here today. Susan, I can't thank you enough. I mean, um, what a pleasant gift it was today to prepare for this and really lean into finding the space of you and then to have the most beautiful call that I have had in a really long time with someone that I hardly know. 
And, and, and I, I have to thank you so much because when I looked at what we were going to talk about today and the invitation you had, the question, is it possible to have a vibrant living ongoing relationship or ongoing relationships and finding the space and how, what that means? You know, this is really a beautiful, beautiful invitation for people. And so I wanted to ask you, what could we share with folks right now to talk about the freedom that this brings and the world of possibilities that they'll get to experience? Okay, that's a great idea. Cool. Okay, everybody think of something that, um, okay, everybody think of something that really bothers them. I'm there. (laughs) <laughs> okay, that was fast. Yes, so ma'am. Think of, think of something that bothers you and kind of put it almost like in front of you, just like, you know, in front of your solar plexus, just like out in space a little bit. Now keep it there. Now expand out. Expand way out. Expand out beyond the, the waters. Expand out beyond the sky. Expand down, way down to the earth. Expand way out. Even farther than that, go to the outside edges of you and beyond and beyond and keep expanding way out. Keep expanding way out, even farther and play in the solar system. There you go. Now, if whatever that was, that that wrongness, that contraction, is that even there? No. No. I even forgot the question. Okay, now take something that you absolutely adore, that just brings you just joy. Mm-hmm. A person or something or whatever. And put that kind of right in front of you, out there in the space. Now expand way out. Expand way out, way out, way out, way out beyond the edges of anything that you be. Way beyond that, out into the solar system, down into the earth, way up into the sky. Is that bigger or smaller? Mm. Bigger. Enormous. Yeah. That's the space of who you be. And that's the generosity of you. The willingness to play with that. So whenever you find yourself contracting, play with that little tool. Put it in front of you. Stand out. Where are you? You're everywhere. Anything that's light, true, joyous is there for you. And can you also receive the contribution that that is for you? Would that change the way you be? The way you walk on the earth? The way you just walk with your day? And everything that doesn't allow that, uncreate and destroy it. Good and bad, right and wrong, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. Because chances are, it's not yours to begin with. Mm. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. Wow, what a gift. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for asking. Well, I, I, I really, you know, it's hard for me to be able to put into words what the experience is like. And, you know, and, and, and how that works. And what you just did is you've given people a tool to be able to ex- 
experience, you know, uh, the, the world in the most beautiful way possible. And, you know, this idea of does it feel light? Does it feel heavy? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's so brilliant. The other thing that I think we should comment uh, on, bef- you know, before uh, the show comes to an end is that we can give ourselves permission to ask that question over and over and over again and see Absolutely. if it changes. Absolutely. Right? Every 10 seconds. Yeah. Because it's going to change. It's going to yeah. change every 10 seconds. And and it also doesn't, it does, what it does, it, it gives you permission for you to be you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, you know, we do get to change our minds. And honestly, I, mm-hmm. I, I, I this is perfect. You see, we think everything has to be a big thing. Mm-hmm. I went out to dinner with a bunch of friends the other night, and I knew we were going to a place, and I knew they had certain things that were going to be on the menu. It was a special uh, paella night, right, paella night. And we go over there, and I had an opinion about that before I even got there. But guess what I did when I got there, right? I, I went through the question, you know, uh, about uh, does ordering this feel light or heavy? And what's fascinating about that, something that was heavy when I was 30 miles away from the restaurant, no longer was heavy when I got there. Mm. And what, what, what does it take for us to allow ourselves to change our mind? Well, what, what if it wasn't changing your mind? What if it was choosing? I like that better. Yeah, because changing your mind is like a punitive thing in this reality. No kidding. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. It's like you're not allowed to change your mind. Um, right. And why not Why not throw your mind away, right? Because <laughs> oh your, your, your mind only holds what you know. True choice includes everything that you don't know. Thank you. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because when I did change my mind, somebody said to me, I thought you weren't going to have that. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> <laughs> you say, I'm an infinite being. <laughs> I can yeah. choose what I want. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah that's totally. it. And by the way, I'm a space cadet. There Absolutely. you go. <laughs> Susan, Absolutely. thank you so much for joining us tonight. What I wanted to do is I wanted to ask you one last question, and please give out the information on your website and so forth again. What's yep. your personal message? What would you like to leave us with? Um. Wow. Uh, what if there was nothing wrong? Who would mm. you be? Who would you be? Mm. Yeah. And everything that you're holding on to that's keeping you in the wrongness of you, would you be willing to let that go? Just for now, just for this 10 seconds. Don't do it any longer. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Mm. Thank you so much. Let's uh, make sure we give out some websites. Questionsinconsciousness.net is uh, go ahead and sign up for that. You know, the topic is finding the space of you. And then make sure you go to rightrelationshipsforyou.com to find out more about Susan and about Susan's work and uh, the many ways you can connect with her. Susan, thank you so much. What a great show. Thank you, and thank you for everyone who's listening. And, yeah, if you go to Right Relationship for You, there's a wonderful gift I've made for everyone, which is uh, some tips and tools and a little two-minute video that comes into your box once a week, and it gives you different relationship tips and tools every week. And uh, the feedback's been amazing. I'm so grateful. Yeah, so join in. Join in the fun. That's a relationship yep. that actually works for you. 
Yeah, absolutely. Join in the fun because you know what? I'll tell you guys firsthand. It really is a beautiful experience. Wow. Thank you guys for tuning us in. Thank you all out there for tuning us in, turning us on. Thank you, Susan, again. And thank you all for the amazement that you are in this world. We're going to keep reminding you. We'll see you next time on the Dr. Pat Show. in a time of great challenges and greater opportunity for transformation. The good news is that public awareness of the need for change is also growing exponentially. More than ever, your transformative message is needed to empower millions across the globe. Hi, I'm Dr. Pat, host of the Dr. Pat Show, and I'm excited about announcing an unprecedented opportunity for growth as we expand our broadcast by launching Transformation Talk Radio and the Transformation Network. Join me and a team of amazing people and host Host your own show on Transformation Talk Radio. Get ready to expand your horizons, tap into the best listeners anywhere, and join one of the most positive and expansive networks today. Historically, there came a time when the boundary of water was transcended as man developed the boat, and the barriers of water became freeways. Join Dr. Pat as she launches this exciting venture. To host a show, call 1-800-930-2819 or email host at transformationtalkradio.com. Transformation Talk Radio, a higher consciousness perspective. The hosts on Transformation Talk Radio offer a positive and new paradigm shift, a new vision for a collective future. They are empowering and helping all of us experience a powerful wave of personal shifts and cultural change as we break through to even greater levels of awareness. Take down our toll-free number, 1-800-930-2819. Call in, connect, make sure you tap into some of the world's most empowering psychics, healers, and more. Get an on-air reading with the best. Tune in, transformationtalkradio.com. Hey, everybody, we'll see you there. And now I love, I feel like fear just cripples you and love frees you. Thank you so much for doing what you're doing and changing from fear to love and showing people that that's the only way. I love, I love, I love, I no longer fear. Thank you. 
You're tuned in to Transformation Talk Radio. Think the Dr. Pat shows the cat's meow? Just listen to what some of her transformative guests have had to say. What's your personal message? What would you like to leave us with? Believe in yourself always. Remember that uh, you are a gift. You are a miracle. And the only way you can return any part of that gift is what you do with it. Live into yourself. Be that miracle. I love it. Eldon Taylor, everyone. And and thank you, Pat. I love joining you. You're a wonderful host. Thank you. And we're going to bring Eldon back because we we've just haven't even scratched the surface here. Thank you all for tuning us in, turning us on. Thank you for listening. And keep us tuned in right here on Transformation, Transformation Talk, Talk Radio. Radio.